0: gamers on the go a podcast dedicated solely to those games that you can take with you i'm your host chase Kenicky. today's show is on steam world dig 2 and my guest is magic air hello matt
1: hey i'm back baby yeah
0: it's been actually it's probably not been that long <laughs> no
1: no it's game of the year
0: yeah you you show Which up you, of, you show up a, a decent ago. amount uh yeah well it's been a while since i've done a lot of shows i just did the uh, the oxen free one that came out i believe last week maybe the week before mm-hmm. um depends on when i get this one uploaded i suppose um but yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of back in the podcasting game right now I, I mean i still do the the casual hour which is the other show that i mm-hmm. that i am on and that's a weekly thing but but this one i've been getting into i know we've got pax east coming up which means that you will be at the show. I wish I was going to the show this year, but...
1: Oh, I'm going to miss you, man. I'm going to miss
0: being there and, and miss seeing everybody. But uh, but hopefully, if there's a good number of handheld and Switch video games that excite you, that we might get you on for like a post-PAX report. And then Absolutely. Uh, I've got a couple of other irons in the fire right now that I'm pretty excited about. So hopefully, Ooh. by the end of this month or and into the next month i'm gonna have potentially like f- four podcasts this this included uh for gamers on the go so i'm excited it's things are happening yeah good stuff uh but yeah we are here to talk about Steamworld dig two and uh you are you're the person who turned me on to steam world in the first place i'm pretty sure was it um it was game of the year Oh, when did the first Steam World Dig come out? Like uh, 2013. Okay, so it was Game of the Year 2013 for Gamers on the Go, and you were bringing this up. I think you might have talked to me about it like a week or two before we recorded.
1: Yeah, yeah, just like yeah, just like barely a month before, and I heard it on uh, I want to say the Player One podcast. They were talking about it, like like uh, I think like CJ or one of them mentioned it briefly. Like, oh, there's this game for the 3DS that you should check out. It's called Steam World Dig. It's cheap it's very metroid-like and very it's it's just very unique and so i was like okay it's cheap i need a cheap game and uh, i haven't played much from this year so i checked it out and yeah it rocketed right up to the top as one of my favorite of the year
0: yeah and you told me about it and you're like hey it's it's super short you can get it done in an afternoon uh maybe try playing this game before before we record our game of the year show Mm -hmm. And I took your advice, and I, it was cheap. And I played it, and I think it was like a Sunday afternoon. And I was on my couch, and I finished it right then and there, and it was great. I had I had a fantastic time. I think
1: yeah, beat in like four hours. It's not like oh, totally. anywhere, yeah.
0: Uh, and I think it actually ended up cracking my my tops list that that year. Um, but after that, I was pretty excited about it, and I ended up having a, a whole podcast with. Uh, i I think he's the president of image and form but at least the the guy who who does uh who's kind of their figurehead brian oh god uh it's it's Uh, it's swedish it's brian like see i think yes is is the correct way to pronounce it i I just listened to him on a podcast that you (laughs) that you recommended to me i recommended yes the
1: retronauts episode he did uh, kind of a post-mortem on steam world dig 2 right
0: so th- that uh, was kind of to to get ready for this podcast because we're going to talk about the same game um mm. but yeah that was that was an early episode that was episode 26 of gamers on the go and this is episode 70 so that's that's quite a while ago a while ago um and
1: and we also got a chance to play steam world dig 2 and talk about it uh on pax east episode that's true uh that was was that last year or yeah yeah it was last year mm-hmm. Because the uh, Switch had just come out. So, yeah, uh, and we bo- both came back, like, you know, interested, a uh, little like, hmm, this is, like, different, but still the same. Uh, you were, I think you focused, were a little but... bit
0: more excited slash forgiven yeah. than I was. I was I was worried about this game, SteamWorld Dig 2, uh, because the things I loved about the first SteamWorld Dig was, was how short it was, was how contained the experience was, i i felt like wow i i you know in this in this time of having a job and being an adult and everything to be able to finish games is a nice accomplishment thing and it's something Mm. i don't feel like i get much anymore because i end up playing big rpgs because those are the kinds of games that i like and that just means you usually don't finish things or if you do finish things they're few and far between and and I really appreciated, like, here was a nice little game that I could enjoy on a week on a weekend afternoon and have it wrapped up, and it was just fantastic. And SteamWorld or Dig to even
1: return to because it's like you know one of those games that you can always go back to. Totally, because uh, it just has that hook and that drive.
0: One hundred percent. Like I, I was, I was very excited about it for that reason. So when SteamWorld Dig Two comes around, and and I was hearing from Image Inform the developers that. They were looking to make a, a deeper, longer experience, something more complex. That that made me think like, oh, don't don't like ruin the thing that I love about your game. I mean, there are lots of things I love about Steamworld Take <laughs> One, but that was that was the thing that really stuck in my mind was was that short length. And hearing that kind of scared me. And then playing it at, at PAX East with you, uh, it it felt way more horizontal instead of digging down the one mine it it, uh, mm-hmm. it kind of sprawled around you were in this kind of temple thing that that serves as the tutorial of the game and little it, did
1: we know <laughs> right
0: like the the fears quickly went away once i actually started playing the final release but playing that demo it it felt way more like a metroidvania game which i'm sure a lot of people enjoy those are not my favorite types of games so mm-hmm. i got I got pretty scared, <laughs> but uh, we're getting a, a little bit ahead of ourselves, so I'll, I'll take a step back here. Um, I did uh, want to mention we will link to the SteamWorld Dig 1 episode of Gamers on the Go with, with the head of Image Inform Form, Brian C. Krugerson, um, and, and that's up there. Uh, then also, there was a game between SteamWorld Dig and SteamWorld Dig 2, and that's SteamWorld Heist, which is a completely different experience and um, another
1: favorite of this uh this uh, show oh
0: yeah it was my favorite game the year it came out and it's hard was mine. it's hard not to <laughs> it came out again last year for the switch at the tail end and i considered making it the best game of the year I, last year
1: I'm, I'm probably gonna pick that up because i also bought the original steam world dig on on the switch when that uh, launched mm-hmm. uh i think it's like february early february uh and yeah it's it's still such a good good little game it compared to this one, and we'll get into it later, but it is noticeably different.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like SteamWorld Heist is a turn-based strategy game uh, that kind of has like a a Yoshi's Island aiming system to it that's pretty cool. Um, But I did a whole episode on that with Pierce Corchene, and that was episode 58, if you want to go back and listen to that. Uh, Again, I will have a link to that show in the show description. So, we are now talking about SteamWorld Dig 2, uh, but this... (laughs) We talked about all three of these games being on the switch but that's not actually the whole steam world uh catalog there is one other game the kind of forgotten game Mm. from steam world and that's steam world tower defense which started it all uh back on the dsi
1: DSIware. i wear i Uh, i still have not picked up that game i I feel like i need to but i i forget is the dsi store even up i
0: don't think it is i don't think we can play that anymore uh, or even download it's, it. So that's
1: unfortunate.
0: Uh, that's unfortunate. That's a sad thing. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I mean, I would like to give that a shot. I, I would. It'd be nice if they would port that over to Switch as well. Uh, but I know it's still a small company, and and I don't think that was like their marquee game that they were super excited about. The way Dig One was such a breakout. So mm. I guess I'm not holding my breath <laughs> that that happens. But I would mm. like to give that game a shot sometime. Anyway actually on to steam world dig 2 this time it uh came out <laughs> first for uh well i guess for our purposes switch but I, it came out to some other consoles as well uh and pc i believe september 21st 2017 uh quickly followed by a vita version on september 26 2017 and then it also came to the 3ds earlier this year on february 22nd which
1: wasn't too uh, long I ago. i picked it up on 3ds as well too yeah just to make it a kind of a complete circle uh as far as the 3ds releases are how how does it uh, play on the system? 3ds i have not tried it it it, it is actually uh, very smooth uh the resolution is of course you know sure. less, not as sharp as the switch but it is uh, very very good so far uh, i'm enjoying my third playthrough of the game
0: what is what is the second screen experience like on the 3ds
1: uh, so you get like you know the mini map which is a lot more zoomed in on the bo- like right side of the bottom screen mm-hmm. and then you get a little uh your pouch basically okay of uh, like all your slots and how, mu- how much room you have left uh and uh didn't n- didn't really notice any touch features on the bottom screen so uh a little weird but you know and it has 3d effects like it's still that background kind of uh, parallax almost uh, like original like old disney cartoon kind of mm-hmm. uh, scrolling along and seeing that uh, effect or you can turn it off but it really doesn't affect the frame rate which is which is nice the audio fidelity uh, as far as i can tell is pretty much the same it is it's still really really good on the hardware
0: well that's good to hear like that's, uh, uh, i <laughs> it seems like nintendo still is is pushing the 3ds we had a nintendo direct a couple weeks ago that showed mm-hmm. off a new, well, well not a new Warrior, Warrior game, but a compilation of old WarioWare games coming. Uh, there was also a Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story remake that is coming to 3DS mm-hmm. next year, announced for 2019.
1: I know, so. hey, keep on going. Hey, PS3 uh, can make 10 years. <laughs> Fair enough. PS, yeah, PS3 can make 10 years. 3DS can make
0: 15. I, you know what? I, I love that little system so much. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it really is my favorite system of all time. When you consider all of the, all of the games that are available for it. Uh, from... You can play
1: space Harrier on it.
0: <laughs> you can play, God you can damn. play so much stuff on that from, from so many different eras of gaming. Uh, plus the whole DS catalog, plus the whole 3DS catalog. It's, it's uh, just a great mm-hmm. little system and I'm, I'm no. glad they're still supporting it. Even though I am one of those people who is just dying to play more games on my switch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it sounds like we're getting some rather soon uh, based on that Nintendo Direct and then also that Nindies Direct that came out earlier this week from when we are recording where they announced lots of cool stuff like Mark of the Ninja Remastered coming to Switch. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Holy shit. I can't wait. I'm, I'm dumbfounded that that even happened because that was published by
1: Microsoft Game Studios. Banner Saga 1, 2, and 3 games. I Like, strategy games I have missed playing because yes. I just... like i feel like that's something i want to play portable and damn it's not perfect time to play that on on a switch totally i I played a
0: decent amount of uh, banner saga one on my ipad and it's it's nice there as a a portable game but Mm -hmm. still i i don't want to play that on an ipad i want to have a controller with me and i think having it on the switch is going to be perfect for that so yes throw
1: it up on a big screen and play it there too like like uh it Let's get let's get back to the fact though. And uh, but but to, like at least to connect to the Nindies, we found out SteamWorld Dig Two is one of the best selling uh, Nindy or independent uh, game on the system. That is a perfect transition. Uh, yeah. yeah,
0: it is. It is one of the ten best selling uh, independent games that has come out for Switch so far, and that's that's pretty cool. And it's it's one of the things that Image and Form I think has has really capitalized on, and that's new technologies. And they are mm-hmm. they are really early adopters when it comes to hardware stuff uh, that, that this, this game steam world day two was one of the first games that came to switch. I don't think it was a launch title, but it was very much in that launch window. And when you were done with Zelda, or at least wanted a break from Zelda, this, this was the game to kind of pick up and play and really bring you from the, the launch to kind of the, the mainstream, the, the regular time of of the Switch, like this was there to kind of bridge that gap.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it was, it's one of the first games I picked up for the Switch, and hey, I got a Switch, I got it over Christmas. That's uh, awesome, uh, so man! For,
0: I'm very proud of you. <laughs> now that, we're, we're was, gonna have you on. quite the treat. So. We're gonna have you on for way more shows. I I <laughs> I know, which is amazing because we already have you <laughs> quite a bit.
1: <laughs> um, anyway, but I I have a question for you okay. since uh, we went back to the uh, our experience at PAX East. Uh, so. After, like, since, the, you know, it, uh, for people who have played the game, the first level is that temple level. That was the demo that they showed at Pax East, uh, right up to the point where you meet Fen, the, uh, that uh, totem little Vectron sprite mm-hmm. that uh, decides to follow you around and give you the map powers in this game. Uh, but then, you know, shortly you get to a town with one of the dopest tracks in the game. I'll talk about the music later, totally. I'm sure. But finally you get down into the mine. So, what was it like when you finally got to the mine and got that uh, full. Uh, steam world dig experience yeah
0: I, I it felt comfortable it felt like this is okay this is what i was looking for this game isn't straying too far away from its roots and then i got scared a little bit because it seemed like they were implying there might be other mines like this this map is huge and you could go mm-hmm. you could go east from the town and it seemed like there was something that you couldn't get past at the moment because it is a metroidvania game in in essence um,
1: yeah, it puts up those, like, you know, uh, blocks where, like, it's the key is getting a new ability or a shortcut around it. Right. And you later get an ability to get through that and so on and so forth. Right. But, there's yeah. like
0: a there's a big wind gust that keeps you from getting too far in the east and you have to get uh, an item before you can can brave that. Um, so I was worried that I was going to go to multiple towns and have to go through multiple mines and it was going to maybe slog. And it never did. Those There are other areas, and you kind of go to those places to get new abilities, but they feel like smaller chunks. Uh, and that's to say nothing of the smallest chunks, which are kind of the challenge rooms that you'll find strewn about everywhere that are really cool, but we'll get into that later. But yeah, the, the idea is that uh, there is a centralized mine that you keep going down, and that, that felt nice to kind of keep returning to that and, and get that SteamWorld Dig feel and then also have all of the nice innovations on top of it because it is a more complex game than the first one for sure
1: Uh, yeah i was very amazed like because the 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 first game is that kind of like you know there's this you go straight down and then you get to another section but it's the same thing it's all this randomly generated uh level design that you play it again it's going to be a little bit different still going to be the same kind of general like straight down go until you get to this level and it's going to be stronger rock and everything but the items will be in different places and the gems will be in different places and so on and so forth but uh, it, it was surprising like as you play this game you realize oh this is all very well-construed level design it's no longer that randomly generated but it is very you know tightly made that you feel like oh there's like great progress and great risk reward going down deeper but i know i'm not going to get like trapped in a corner because the game decided to uh, generate something that makes it very very difficult uh, and kind of impedes your path and like, oh, I died. Uh, not that this game is not easy. There are uh, modifiers that make it harder uh, if you'd like to do that. And it, it just made it like striking like how different the approach was to this one versus the first SteamWorld Dig. Mm-hmm.
0: So for those people who haven't played the first SteamWorld Dig, this, this game is, is really like a blend of genres. And, and I think uh, ImageInform has been doing that with, with all mm-hmm. of their SteamWorld games. Uh, except I guess tower defense because that's a pretty standard tower defense game pretty
1: straightforward, but it's the start, the platform. Of yeah thing is built. like there is the foundation
0: but for for dig and and dig two, which we're talking about, it there's there's definitely some kind of platforming. there's like uh, I would say some spelunky elements in here mm-hmm. of, of like
1: we said, Metroid is one of the big uh, influences of this mm-hmm.
0: totally uh, but it's it it, it ends up being it's got some rpg stuff in there as well there are these gear mods and and new equipment that you can get for your for your character to upgrade your backpack Mm -hmm. and the idea is that you are this miner who is who is going through this mine and collecting these uh precious ores and bringing them back up to sell and and continuing that kind of loop uh but this game does have a bit of a story I, i would say maybe more of a story than than the first steam world dig in that a bit more the, uh,
1: the first one was like a setting and then a nice little like surprise at the end mm-hmm.
0: so with this game you you play as a, a steam bot uh, a lady steam bot named dorothy and she showed up in the original dig i think she was a shopkeeper maybe
1: yeah she meets you in the the beginning like you know it's kind of the same way you fall down a hole and you have to get out and she shows you how to get out and dig and everything and then you get to the town and you know she becomes like you know one of the townspeople you keep returning back to to bring back uh supplies so you'd dig down into this mine and you know you'd have pickaxe and you know hit it once and sometimes the block would break uh or if it's stronger you have to hit it a couple more times and you would keep going back down get more ore and uh, precious gem the further you go down the like tougher the uh, uh ground becomes and the you know more reward there is for going back but you would get upgrades and such forth like uh, bringing the ore back and then buying what you would like, you know, better armor, better, uh, you know, pickaxe. And then you would keep going down and finding even more equipment to like uh, uh, get further along on, you know, difficult paths and everything. Uh, which World Dig 2 still follows in that same tradition.
0: Yeah, more or less. But but there is more of a focus to this. Whereas the, the first <laughs> game, it was really just digging to the bottom of the mine. Uh, this game like, like we said kind of tells a little bit more of a story so the protagonist of the first game is rusty and in this game dorothy uh, rusty has disappeared and dorothy is is coming to find what happened to rusty because he's kind of more of a, a mentor figure to her so the the word is that rusty is maybe involved in potentially destroying the town uh and, and that seems to be the rumor that's going around, and Dorothy doesn't believe it, so she's going to dig through this mine to find Rusty and clear his name, and then things happen. <laughs> let's, yep. let's not let's not get too far into the story, uh, especially because we'll, we'll
1: talk spoilers probably later or something.
0: Uh, like maybe I I feel like I've I forgotten. I kind of want to. I, okay. I kind of
1: I kind of want to for for some. Uh, I'll talk later. All right,
0: if if you remember enough of the story, because I feel like I've forgotten a lot of what happens. <laughs> Uh, story-wise, there's some that
1: happens, but I, right. I like the ending, so I'll save that for later.
0: Okay, sounds good. So we we talked about some of the mechanics that are in here, and one of the things that I don't think we've mentioned is the just the way you balance your resources. So you have mm-hmm. you have health uh, for sure, and we talked about your inventory space where you're taking that ore and then taking it back up. Uh, but you also have a couple of other things that are judging how. Uh, giving you a little bit of risk-reward mm-hmm. yeah. for some of these things. And, and these things were... I, I, I think Steam was in... Yeah, Steam was a, a mechanic in the, in the first game as well. Yeah,
1: you would uh, find, like, water holes uh, to... Like, you have a water meter, and you also have a lamp meter, which would run out. If you ran out of light, it'd be pretty, pretty hard to, like, dig around because you wouldn't see where you're going. So you need to head back to the surface, uh, which would be automatic. You can get a replenishment on your light in the first game for, you know, for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, but your health and your water uh won't replen uh you have to buy that in the original game uh steamroll dig 2 merc- mercifully lets you like all that replenishes all three of those factors uh and also uh weirdly enough like there would be pools of water in the first steamroll dig you use it once and it's gone forever in the new one uh, steamroll dig 2 it's you can keep using water to replenish uh, to use like certain like kind of bombs uh things like that that like uh like a hydraulic pump fist that you can use to get through like uh, brick and things like that uh but yeah, that's uh, kind of the uh, thing of uh, the the new game is like bounce, like in the original game, bouncing all these different uh, sort of uh, meters and things like that.
0: Right, because you'll find in the in the mine that there will be these fast travel tubes, these pneumatic tubes that'll get you back up to the surface immediately. But they're they're kind of strewn about, and you're not going to find them everywhere. So there does there is this tension of well do i go a little bit further my light's starting to run out uh so do i risk it to try to get a couple more gems and then maybe i'll find another fast travel point down here or do i Mm -hmm. take uh take my money and run and and go back the way i came to get to one of those tubes to to get back to the surface to replenish my light and my steam and and uh my health uh so So it leads to some interesting mechanics. And then some of those things for for higher level players or more veteran players that once you get uh, further into the game using these gear mods, which is Mm -hmm. a new thing to this game, that those mods will help you to get uh, to maybe kind of sidestep some of those things. Like one of the gear mods that I found indispensable was uh, one that kept your lamp at, I think, 50% at least. Yeah, uh, so, it pretty
1: much like makes your lamp like always lit, so you don't have to like worry about running out. Right, uh, it won't be as luminous uh, or as uh, you know the higher magnitude or whatever, but it'll at least you know you're not running the risk of like oh I'm out of light and I can't see where I'm going
0: anymore. Totally. So I, I mean that that one seems like a, a no brainer one to get, but there are lots of different gear mods that will kind of push the way that you play based on however you mm-hmm. kind of want to want to tackle things.
1: Um, yeah, there's ones that you can't, like, you can turn off getting, uh, like, health and water and light bonuses when you defeat an enemy or you only get it when you, like, defeat them by, uh, like, dropping a rock on them or something like that. Uh, it was uh, uh, What was my favorite one? My favorite one was the uh, getting, uh, like, an extra space in your pouch. So it pretty much makes, like, one pouch, two pouches. So right. it, like, doubles your inventory right away. Uh, pretty much indispensable for, like, kind of speedrunning that game. Absol- absolutely. That.
0: And then there's also... Uh, mods that will affect your pickaxe where you can get more health from enemies if you kill them with your pickaxe you can get more money from uh, or extra extra ores from killing enemies with your pickaxe and even get more experience yeah. and the experience uh, will a- affect the amount of money that you'll make on the ore that you sell back in town mm-hmm. so it's
1: yeah every level you game you get like a percentage bonus uh, where it, you know it, it pays to you know keep defeating enemies and uh, going further and you know waiting until you like oh if i'm just to uh, get enough uh to get to the next level i can return to the uh top world and get you know a little bit more cash that i can afford maybe more items instead of having to repeat this all over again right
0: and, and regardless it's a nice kind of economy curve no matter how you play mm-hmm. it it is nice to get that extra little bit of money so you can get some of these items faster but uh, again regardless i i think it the economy in that game works works quite well uh and then there are also these challenge rooms that I found to be a really fun break. There were challenge rooms in the in the first game as well, but uh I don't remember them being as challenging as they are in no, this one. No, and
1: not as well designed uh, honestly as as these ones. They're they're really really well done in this uh in Steam World Two. Yeah,
0: they're they're much more puzzly than playing the regular game, which is more <laughs> about I mean the the main game has some puzzles in it too, like natural puzzles of well, I know this big rock is above that, that gem that I want to get, but if I knock the, the block underneath the gem, then this big stone is going to come down and smash it. So how can I get into that space and and get that gem before the rock comes down? But also, how can I make sure that I don't get smashed in the process? Uh, yeah. So so there are those kinds of things. But the, the challenge stages here will really bring in a lot more puzzly elements. Uh, I know there are a lot of uh, mine minecart puzzles that that have you putting these minecarts on switches and and trying to move them in different ways and and opening yeah, doors yeah you can
1: like only hit them once uh and it only goes in one direction right uh and they slowly destroy so you have to you know keep uh figuring out like how do I do this in so many maneuvers mm-hmm. uh but there's also like platforming ones where they'll like bounce you around on these like uh what are those the the kind of like jellyfish kind of things in one of the right. the mines uh, the jungle kind of area uh and then they throw, like, a bunch of, like, uh, here's a room full of those cactuses that if you hit it, it throws out these spikes that destroy everything around it, so it kind of makes a chain reaction. So they're, like, fun rooms, challenging ones. It's it's a nice variety.
0: Yeah, some of those are get really devilish. And and all of them are mm-hmm. optional, so you don't need to do it. But the but going through those will get you artifacts, which are things that you can... Uh, I think you sell artifacts, or maybe they get you blueprints. Uh, you get, like...
1: Uh, like kind of uh, blueprints right. from the guy in town who says if you bring me like uh, one artifact I'll give you something and then he keeps uh, you know up in the ante as time goes on so right uh, speaking of artifacts did you find the uh, the nice little rusty amiibo I
0: don't know if I
1: did <laughs> oh it's a nice little treat
0: oh uh, that's cool I wish they'd make a real rusty amiibo
1: yeah, they've made and, and there's nice little flavor text too. Yeah, I know yeah. they really do need to make a really they made, they They've amiibo.
0: made amiibos of everything now. There's a Shovel Knight amiibo. There's a like the, the I... Dark Souls Solaire amiibo. That that's where yep. you go. Okay, there's going to be a, an amiibo for everything
1: now. Yeah, I want I want a Rusty and I want a Piper amiibo. That's mm-hmm. all I want.
0: Yes. Um, so yeah, you also get cogs uh, from from those mm-hmm. challenge rooms, and those are and uh, and mods. upgrades too. Right, I, I thought
1: there are, a few, there are a few mandatory
0: ones. Oh, almost. okay, yes, yes, yes. Um, so yeah, let's get to a couple of those upgrades because I think those really change the game fundamentally in a way that yeah. really got me excited. I was liking the game before I got to these things, but these are the parts where this game became a top 10 game for sure for, for the year that it came out. And, and those things are, one, you get a hook shot. That's what you get first. And then yeah, later, a, a little bit later, you get the jetpack and and those two items just just change the way you play the game in in a very interesting and exciting way so like one of the things in steamroll dig one is you'd have to kind of be careful about how you were digging you could wall jump you had like a Mega Man style wall jump but you could get into some situations where if you if you broke the dirt just right you wouldn't be able to get back up uh to start wall Yeah, jumping. you'd have
1: to either keep going down or hope you had a ladder that you bought uptown. Or if you got the, the you had those hydraulic, like kind of uh, jump boots that you'd later get in the game mm-hmm. that you had to use water. So if you're out of water, you're screwed. So, uh, or you self-destruct. So right. the, that was like the like only way to get out of those ones.
0: So you could really screw yourself. And in this game, mm-hmm. I, I found myself playing it in the same way early uh, through, through steam world dig 2, as I'm trying to be careful yeah. about where I'm digging to make sure I can always get back up. And then you get the hook shot and it becomes much less of a problem because now you can shoot the hook shot up. You can catch on to a ceiling area and you'll just zoom right back up to that spot. And it's, it's incredibly handy. You can also use it in combat. I was using it to, uh, there's
1: stun enemies and shoot things back at them. Correct.
0: Yeah. It gets, it's all just, it changed the way I was playing the game and it felt great. It it came out really quickly. Uh, it snapped back, to your to your arm when you used it so you could use it again uh, it's <laughs> you couldn't i don't think you could climb no it wouldn't let you climb but you could do some wall jumping and then also uh use the hookshot again and and really get into some some interesting spaces and then also they mm-hmm. would bring challenge rooms that you could only do with the hookshot or the hookshot would make way more uh way more easy and like, that's just, uh, it felt like a whole new game at that point. And then, and then you get the jetpack. And, jet <laughs> and the jetpack's even crazier. So it, it doesn't, it kind of has its own fuel source. It doesn't use the, the same water steam that you use for your, uh, for your Thank sticky bomb. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be tough. But uh, the steam for your sticky bombs or for the hydraulic uh, drill arm thing that you get. Uh, so it would have its own kind of thing that would refresh when you hit the ground. And it, like at first it was just a nice little extra like i could i could enhance my jumps a little bit i can get a little bit far further in a in a jump i could go
1: a little bit higher uh don't have to worry about fall damage as much right uh, totally unless you run out but you can also buy a mod using your uh the cog upgrades mm-hmm. to like fl- uh, feather your landings and everything and uh, yeah man and, and then you get another upgrade that changes the game again.
0: Right. So you're getting you're getting more upgrades. You can make more upgrades to your jetpack, and now you get uh, even longer time in the air. And then I believe the upgrade that you're talking about is where mm. your your jetpack will refuel as long as you're not as long as you're not using it. So, yep. you can... And, uh,
1: but there's also the, uh, the one where it's kind of like the screw attack from uh, Super Metroid, where you just, like, you can
0: oh, go through
1: sure. uh, tiles that are, like, you know, just, like, weak tiles. Uh, or it, it's pretty indispensable when you get to the, like, jungle level uh, that has those uh, regenerating uh, tiles that are just a pain in the ass you can get, like, like, just stuck in there sometimes. Uh, or you can't, uh, you know, advance as far as you want to and have to, like, turn back.
0: Right. Yeah, I t- totally. I like could. It, it made it made the game way way easier. Well, easier is maybe not the word, but it.
1: But but that by that time you're like at the end of the game. Like it's it's time to wrap this up. This is for like finding. Like oh, I want to go back and find this now. It makes it easier to do that. Right. It but, gave you another tool. You know, in your reality, toolbox. I could have done this room or got this item with the hookshot. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: like the but going back to the jetpack, like that's the the upgrade mm-hmm. for me was when I was able to. You're able to get just enough upgrades for your jetpack that you can fly forever, if you if you play it right, and yeah. that's where the game kind of changed again for me. Uh, and wow. it felt a lot like. Uh, did you ever play Cave Story? Uh,
1: no, I've never played okay. Cave Story. I really
0: should. Cave Story is pretty good, and it's on lots of I heard. things. I heard it's on yeah. it's on the Switch. Uh, it's probably the one on the Switch. Oh is, yeah, that's true. <laughs> one on the Switch is still probably what too expensive the these days, uh, lots obviously. of things aren't on the switch and they need to be but they'll um, be coming
1: we can talk about that in a little bit too. totally
0: totally uh but yeah it felt a lot like cave story in the way that kind of their jetpack uh like theirs wasn't so much a jetpack as you shooting the ground to to continue mm. flying upwards but uh it it felt a little bit like that to me as a as a platformer that you are now not beholden to the ground anymore and you can mix your jetpack and hookshot to really get around wherever you need to yeah. be. And the freedom of movement that you had at that point was just so nice. It felt great to, to use all those things in combination. And then when you get to challenge rooms that really require you to use those movement options as strongly as you can, that that's where the game... That's where the game cemented itself. Is okay. This is this is really really good. Mm-hmm. So I, I had a lot of fun with with those things as well. Why don't we get into the ending and and you can talk a little bit more about that and remind me sure. of what exactly happens.
1: Uh, so so in a roundabout way, uh, uh, you find Rusty and accidentally blow up the entire world in the process hmm. uh, and what and what i like about that is is how it pretty much brings everything together into bringing into Steamworld heists uh, setting uh which starts out by explaining oh, the world blew up and all the robots had to leave uh so uh they're now wandering space and you get the like it's that like oh so this is what happened that kind of satisfaction uh it wasn't really sold on the twist you run into uh uh, I did like the twist, uh, the first twist. Like you run to more uh, with the Shiners, the like humanoid characters that are mutants, right? Uh, and uh, they're friendly at first, uh, but then later on they turn out like, oh, we're the secret bad guy the whole all time. Yeah,
0: it, it turns and out that they were actually holding Rusty and and forcing him, using him, yeah, to, using him to these
1: like you know creating these earthquakes uh, to uh, get revenge. I forget what the the entire. I think the idea uh, is uh, that they would destroy the town
0: so they could come back up to the surface and and yeah. live there and and something like yeah that. like you said get revenge and and you are able uh, to foil that plot but you also well <laughs> you kind of you kind of fuck it up a little bit more i suppose with the world blows uh, up. yeah i
1: probably fuck it up a little bit more but everybody escapes uh, most people escape on a, a robots escape uh, one one shiner escapes uh, for that too which is <laughs> kind of hilarious uh i forget was it crusty uh, or something uh, oh god i don't uh, i forgot it. i remember shrifty sean because uh, that's a awesome name <laughs> uh but uh yeah the the leader is wrote this girl named rosie who says like well, you know why you, you know you've attacked us but you never decided to talk to us and you're like that's a good point I I kind of misjudged you but she turns out to be using rusty this whole time to get revenge because just bitterness i guess i don't know whatever uh so you know when i got to that point it's like oh what's the ending going to be like and it's like oh it turned out the shiners were bad guys all along but oh crap they destroyed the entire world oh but that's where we get steamworld heist from so that was like kind of a, a weird kind of cathartic uh kind of ending to like bring it all back in uh, to a game that came before this one in in a way, so it, it's I found that really interesting. Totally, uh, and, also, and and enjoy like also line.
0: it it just it changes the way it changes the whole landscape literally.
1: Mm-hmm. For
0: if if they want to do a SteamWorld Dig three, it's going to have to be very different. Maybe you go to a different planet, and and maybe there's different gravity maybe. or something that could be pretty cool. Uh, of course, and uh,
1: the. The other little uh, kind of spoiler thing is uh, you run to Fenn, which is also a character in SteamWorld uh, Heist, although very different. Uh, but you get that like idea of like, oh, uh, this is where that character comes right. from.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and she's also one of the best characters in the game, uh, bar none.
0: <laughs> I, I would tend to agree with that. Yeah, I I, yeah. I love SteamWorld Heist. I think I, as much as I like SteamWorld Dig and SteamWorld Dig 2, I think Heist is still my favorite of the
1: series. And I would be... I. I I'm kind of tempted to agree with you, but man, Dig 2 really, really sunk its teeth into me. Like, I, as soon as I finished that game, I started it over right right <laughs> then and there. Uh, it, it is such a, like, it's, just, it's that loop, like, going down to, like, dig for ore and, like, you know, oh, maybe if I go a little further, I can, like, make it to the, the uh, you get these, like, you know, uh, shortcuts uh, that you can get to these little high, uh, pneumatic shoots that uh, can put you around the map that wasn't in the first game. And uh, you just make it there. I can just get this, like, oh, get to the good ore, and quickly get to, whoops, get more, <laughs> uh, uh, get like you know, get upgrades faster, and see like you know. I'm kind of interested to see what the speedrunning scene is going to be like around this game uh, after like it's been out for a year and things like that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, it has it has enough fun tricks to it with with the, with its movement options that I could see it being a, a very exciting thing for for speedrunning. Um, I was trying to look up price of this thing. It's twenty bucks on yep. on the Switch. So uh, if you are interested in this game, I would say I'd say it's worth the twenty bucks, absolutely. And
1: yeah, it's a good like a, like first time through. It's a good eight hours, mm-hmm. maybe ten if you if you really want to try to find everything on your first playthrough, which you certainly can. But I, I wouldn't recommend it. I'd get through it and then try it again, and you know get a feel for it because it is. It's it, not too long, but it's it's just short enough. And it's easy to just pick up, do a few runs, and then put down. Uh, plus on the Switch, it makes it perfect for that. It's like, honestly, like, holy crap.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, it's it's not that game that you can beat in an afternoon anymore, uh, but it is a game that you can beat in no. a couple of sessions and, and have a great time with. So I'm I'm very happy with it. And like we talked about before, you can play... Most the essential Steam World games, uh, all on the Switch at this point, with Dig One and Two, and also Heist and the 3DS. And the 3DS also has all and those the games. Vita and the Vita and the Vita has all those games. Like,
1: well, what what did I just say there? I, uh, I don't know what came up. <laughs> was that word?
0: Uh, yeah. Hey, they're still making Vita games, man. Uh, somehow, some way, that, that thing word? is what? still is still around. Uh,
1: A Vita? What's up? <laughs>
0: Uh, But yeah, Image Inform has done a great job getting all of these games kind of everywhere. So even if you own an Xbox or a PS4, uh, these games are still there for you to play. Mm -hmm. And and I think it's worth it on any system. It just feels really nice on the Switch because I think it's just as good of a handheld game as it is a console game. Anyway, Matt, is there anything more that we would like to say about SteamWorld Dig 2 before we move into, I don't know, maybe just shooting the shit a little bit?
1: Uh, I, I, I quite remember I mentioned, uh, I wanted to say something about the music. Oh, Beco yes. Fuervo did a fantastic job on the soundtrack on this, uh, game. It is, like, the first game had this kind of, like, just, like, a very, uh, sparse kind of, almost spaghetti western, just, like, play a few guitar riffs and get some nice, like, moody kind of, uh, background noise for the cave, and as you get further down, some, just a little bit more spookiness to it. This one, it, there's just seems to be more breadth and a bit more, like, just, uh, uh, just kind of like a, like a bit more uh, uh, just a variety in the overall soundtrack like that everyone mentions the town theme which is like such a great freaking track I love it uh, but yeah a lot of the other like uh, like tunnel themes and the other things just like just absolutely is such a great job I like love that track that uh, tracks that he's done on this
0: totally yeah I mean I think they I think Form learned a lot from SteamWorld Heist they, they brought in they, mm-hmm. they found a band that whose music kind of fit the game that they were making and they brought them in to do some songs and powered draft. And then they also just had uh, like a more, a a more varied palette just for what kind of game it was. This is a game in space, but it's also Mm -hmm. a game about steam. Uh, It's also a game that, that brought in some of its roots of its kind of cowboy Western stuff, because a lot of these robots still had some of that heritage in them. And, and I think they brought those sensibilities when they came back to World Dig 2 and, and really just blew that soundtrack out. So it's, it's like yeah. you said, uh, great soundtrack yeah, with a lot of great songs. But yeah, that town theme that town theme rocks. Uh,
1: from what I heard, they're doing a vinyl release. So if you're in your record collecting... That's, that's uh, definitely one to do. That might be coming soon. Very cool. Uh, and there's uh, one other thing. Uh, we didn't talk about the uh, Vectron uh, section of the game. Okay. Well, that. Uh, that part where you go to uh like fen takes you to this like kind of other world where uh these like robots chase like it's it's like a nightmare of a of a level it's like kind of like this nightmarish cyberpunk stage where these ghosts inhabit uh tv screens that blow up and then also inhabit these giant ass freaking robots that chase you and weird stuff happens it's kind of it's a it, Kind of reminded me of the end of Metal Gear Solid Two in a few ways. Yeah, like it reminded uh, me of a little of weirdness. bit of,
0: uh, of maybe like the Matrix too, where it's it's kind of got that, that too, dark yeah. color palette and and very much the the real world from the Matrix. Uh,
1: yeah, and the ending sequence where you're being chased and you just got to keep running, and eventually you see the screen like kind of flash like some binary ASCII or something <laughs> like that. Uh, I was trying, I was quick to try to get a few screens of that, and it's just like just this random ass ASCII thing that it's like just so freaky it's just such a freaky but cool scene uh and i remember like just like playing it one night and i was like just sitting on the couch playing it on the switch like handheld and i was like uh, all right i'll throw this on the tv for a little bit and then just go you know check out this one thing and then go to bed ended up playing through the entire vectron scene <laughs> in the dark and just like this is just kind of creepy as hell but uh really really enjoyed that part uh very 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 uh, good moment in the game itself nice
0: uh, a good moment in a game full of good moments
1: it's such a great game i very much enjoying playing it on my 3ds right now too so nice Can, i cannot wait to play that a third time
0: <laughs> so matt what else are you playing as we as we wrap uh, up our steam world dig 2 discussion let's talk about a few other things what's going on
1: well like like i said i got a switch so it's been just a plethora of handheld games mm-hmm. now at this point uh, there's like so many, like, like, uh, the, uh, hamster series Neo Geo games. So there's a lot of, uh, ups on there. So I've been like buying a couple of those that are, uh, like just too many to mention. Just take your choice. Uh, you guys talked about on the last show, I played Oxenfree mm-hmm. as a, uh, like I got that back in December when it was on sale for like five bucks. Uh, it was a game I always wanted to play, but just like, oh, it just, uh, you know, never came about to buying it on the PS4, uh, where I could play it. And uh, I was like, oh, I'll check it out for five bucks and enjoyed it immensely. I don't know what you guys are talking about. That is such <laughs> a great freaking adventure game. I loved almost every aspect of it. I played through it again and I'm starting another playthrough on the third time. It's just, ah. Uh, and uh, what else? Uh, I'll, I'll say another one just before that. I played Night in the Woods because that just came out on Switch. And uh, another game that I missed out on playing on PS4. And holy shit! it's such an amazing freaking game. I decided to play it like twice (laughs) and I'm considering playing it a third time. Like, Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, It's, it's the full weird autumn edition that just came out too. That's been updated for everything. So if you're hesitant on getting it, I, I can't recommend it on the switch enough. It's such like, I, I I could go on and on in that game, but it's been talked to death by other, other people and other podcasts that you should probably check out uh, like the casual hour. And, uh, and yeah, I, it's 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 great i love my switch it's such a like great blend of being able to oh i can't play this now i'll play a couple of rounds of gal on the go uh if i have time elsewhere so yeah uh there's too much on it (laughs) it's so so many so much so many games i wouldn't say there's too much on it i could definitely use some more stuff (laughs) um Uh, bear in mind i got this in december so there's like i haven't even played splatoon 2 i got xenoblade chronicles 2 as well that I was just sitting there and I'm like, I should probably start that. Uh, And I probably will uh, after uh, playing some other games uh, that we'll probably talk about on future episodes. Uh, And there's more coming down the pipeline, which uh, was announced uh, just recently.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like we're getting smash brothers. We're not sure if that's uh, a port or a whole new game at this point. What's your, uh, what's your thought on that?
1: Uh, uh, My, my thought is it's probably going to be the same kind of overall engine but with different kind of features, if you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. like not a straight up Wii U or 3DS port. It's not gonna have the like the smash run or the same exact events or even the same exact character models, but it will still utilize that same kind of of feel that they've kind of gotten themselves into with these two latest smash games. So I I, I don't expect like a a complete 180 like they did with Brawl uh, compared to Melee. Uh, but I don't expect them to like go back. Like, oh, let's make it like melee. Uh, like, I, I think it's going to feel more like Smash for Wii U and Smash for 3DS.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm honestly okay no matter what they do at this point. Like, it if yeah. if it's a port of the Wii U 3DS game, it's another kind of deluxe edition that that comes up to the Switch. Uh, I'd be fine with that. I think the character roster on the Wii U and, and 3DS game are. Is just is just great, like with with all sorts of fun guest characters and good Nintendo characters in there, um, and I think if, if all they did was add in the Splatoon characters and maybe Arms characters and maybe a couple other uh, new new guys, uh, I think that would be just fine because I really enjoy that game a lot and I think it would it would play very nicely on the Switch. But if this is a brand new game with new features and new things going on as well, I. I'm not going to turn it down, for sure. Nope. So uh,
1: it's it's like it's the 3ds version and the Wii U mm-hmm. version together as one, pretty much. So uh, I, I think most people are just hung up. They just want to know what the roster is. Like that's just pretty much what everybody wants to know at this. Totally. Point. So yeah. that'll come in due time. We'll know essentially by the end of the year. We'll know. So.
0: Well, speaking of things uh, that'll come in due time, still haven't heard anything about Fire Emblem. <laughs>
1: no you'll get, know, you'll get i know i know i'm
0: just ah, i'm so antsy i can't i can't that, wait
1: not gonna what else is intelligent design gonna do like uh, I, advance They Wars? could make a uh, code <laughs> name steam i guess they should they should, uh, yeah. they should i don't know that.
0: i i know you've been telling me that i still need to play that game and i just <laughs> uh, i don't want to i i did buy like a three dollar copy on amazon one day yeah. so i it's it's
1: cheap i own you it you find it cheap but uh
0: uh, I am playing uh, I am playing through Fire Emblem Shadows, uh, Fire Echo Shadows of Valentia again mm-hmm. right now, and I'm enjoying that game a lot because I, I just nice. kind of need a Fire Emblem fix uh, while I continue to wait for Nintendo to give me new details on Fire Emblem Switch. Hey,
1: the, you'll at least know the next one will have voice acting, right?
0: Yeah, totally. Hopefully. And if it's as good as it is on Valentia, then I will be very excited. That game has a fantastic uh, I have
1: to ask, uh, are you playing a uh, part-time UFO?
0: I'm not uh, I've, been, I've been hearing oh. some stuff about that The iOS game by HAL Laboratory um, Part of me Thought uh, That it looked I, I know it's not free to play It's a $5 game Which is actually a, a pretty premium price For, for iOS games uh, But it had a look of A f- kind of free to play game um, It gave me the vibe Of kind of the badge collector stuff That, that Nintendo has done On, on the 3DS before Mm -hmm. and that initially gave me some pause. I've seen some videos now of the game where it's a little bit more puzzle-based with the way they do the clock. Yeah, I can
1: tell you it's not just badge collecting. Yeah,
0: yeah, totally not. It's very much not that. uh, I think it is... It it
1: has a sort of wonkiness to it that I kind of dig. It kind of reminds me of, weirdly enough, like Flappy Bird Mm. and uh, Swing Copters, Uh, but not in that, like, hardcore sense. It just has this... It's like a crane game, but it just has this kind of feel to it that for an iphone game it kind of feels nice right like
0: i'm i'm not uninterested in it but uh when i do pick up my phone to play games i have a couple that are occupying my time right now i'm playing final fantasy 15 pocket edition which i think is uh, a fun if not pretty buggy game uh it crashes (laughs) more often than it should and weirdly uh, sometimes the dialogue will just go to another language for a single line and then it'll snap back to english <laughs> later and that's odd i, I kind of want to play this game yeah man. i mean it's it's not the worst bug ever it's kind of fun uh, but it is a little i'll weird. say
1: that. i i want to play that version of the game <laughs> as the, like the final fantasy 15 that just changes the uh vo- uh language every 10 minutes
0: yeah i mean it is actually a nice version of final fantasy 15 i it's been getting me more excited it is a much more simplified much more linear and straightforward game than the the big ps4 xbox one uh and now i guess pc release that is open world and sprawling and has all these side quests and things to do this game is definitely much more focused but uh it at least tells the retells the story very well it has the same voice acting when it's not in another language from the main, from the original (laughs) game. So it it sounds awesome. And I think that the, the changes they've made to simplify the combat are, are, are pretty accessible and fun to, fun to use. So I'm liking that a lot. I'm, I'm ended up going through the free chapter and, and buying the rest of the, the nine chapters that go along with it. And, uh, I think I will finish Final Fantasy XV at some point, which is nice. which is nice because okay. that was never going to happen on the on the PS4 version that I own.
1: Although I need to go back to like that.
0: playing playing this game is actually getting me a little excited Ooh. to maybe go back and and play the main game again. So Ooh. who knows? We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, and then I'm also playing that... Battle for Polytopia, I believe is the name of it, which is a uh, Kind of like a Civ, a simplified Civ game that's on your phone. Uh, it's got a, a voxel style to it. That's it's kind of nice. It's it's a simplified, like I said, simplified Civ game, but it works well enough for what it is. And and you can uh, all there are all sorts of different modes on just conquest stuff. But there's also some challenge modes where you can only get a certain amount of turns, and you have to see how much score you can get with some leaderboards. Uh, it's a good time. And I was turned on to that by uh, Spelunky creator Derek Yu, who said it's a it's a great game to play on a plane. And even though I'm not going to be on a plane anytime soon, I still have uh, have had Aww. some fun with it. Anyway, I, I think that about covers it.
1: Pretty much. Uh, a lot to look forward to. I am, Like we said about the Nindy stuff, I am excited that uh Drifter, even though I've played that, is coming to mm-hmm. Switch. I feel... That is going to be such a like perfect kind of match for that kind of I game. I played a good
0: chunk of that game on my PS4, but I mm-hmm. look forward to playing the whole game on my Switch. Um,
1: uh, it's really and good. And then we
0: mentioned near the top of the show, Mark of the Ninja Remastered has me very excited to go back and, and enjoy mm-hmm. one of my favorite games ever uh, on a, in a new form on the Switch. And, uh, I mean, there were some other good things, too. There's a Luminous Remaster that's coming to Switch uh, this year. Oh, yeah? Um, Where's my Meteos? Yes, that was was my first statement (laughs) when I saw Luminous. I was like, oh, that's cool. What about Meteos? Meteos? Um, And then the game that got me most excited from that Nindy's presentation was a game called Bad North. That's uh, a real-time strategy rogue light Mm. game where Mm. you are defending a small island from invading Vikings and you get different commanders Mm. that have different skill sets and it it's got a really nice looking art style to it and it it seems like a fun kind of strategy game so that's that's right up my alley so i'll be definitely playing more of that um nice and i think that's gonna do it matt you're gonna be going to pax east here very soon i hope uh, In a couple of weeks, wish you right the wish you well there hope you get to play a lot of fun games and come back on the uh, show and tell us all about bit. it i definitely will all right sounds great well i think that is how we will wrap it up go out there and play SteamWorld dig 2 and then also go download SteamWorld heist because that game's great and
1: then you know what also download SteamWorld dig one because that, that game's also very yeah, good because that's that game's still pretty tight yeah. like i said it's it's different compared to the the new one but it's still a good game
0: definitely all right well matt thank you for coming on we will be back uh pretty soon probably so uh be looking forward to that and we will talk to you later